A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of This Is Rampage, Baby. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Duper, oh! pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to. Well, I don't know why I'd say it out loud when I can just do this. This is Rampage, baby. This is Rampage. <laughs> uh, right, let's start off. By saying a massive thank you to Jake Laycock, uh, at Jake C. Laycock, better known as Jake 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 on Twitter, who uh, sent this to myself and the Daddy Boys. Sid spotted it uh, last uh, last Friday, and uh, spectacular work. It's just absolutely incredible. It's one of those things now where I bemoaned earlier this week, or the tail end of last, the, the issue like that you have watching uh, this is Rampage, baby, on Fight TV yeah, yeah, in the yeah. UK, because instead of just doing that which they do on Dynamite, which is showing you the picture-on-picture and break just on the screen, um, which is just the preferred option. Sometimes Dante Martin and Phoenix just forget that they're in it, which is great, because you get some more action, more bang for your buck. But during This is Rampage, baby, they just decide to do the theme tune where there's picture-on-picture in the US. So I just show them, God, because I hate the theme tune. But now, when I do it, because what I usually fast forward and then oh, I've missed something, rewind. So I, I listen to this is Rampage, baby, <laughs> like four or five times longer than I need to actually do it. Bite the bullet and just watch it, mute it, go on the phone. And when the screen changes out the corner of your eye, turn the volume up. That's what I need to do. Ah. But now I love this composition <laughs> so much that I'm going to try and project your voice onto it now. <laughs> Rampage, baby. Obviously, a couple of tosses we are. Uh, so we are on the road, Michael Sidgwick, to double or nothing, because my, my, by my calculations, double or nothing is in about... Nine days! It's like eight, isn't it? 
No, it's Sunday. Oh, yeah. so it's, it is actually in. Nineties. Yes. Yes. There you go. Um, and leading to it tonight, I suppose, in terms of setting up, because there's already, I think, seven or so matches are confirmed. You sense one match tonight is only there to set up the lead up to another match uh, re- involving Death Triangle and the House of Black. Because tonight, the House of Black are, I don't know, quite quite right way of putting this, murdering? Yes. Fuego del Sol, uh, Evil Uno, and maybe to a lesser extent, Ten. But it's Fuego del Sol who's going to eat it, and then probably we're going to get some sort of showdown for a, a mouth-watering uh, trios match. Yeah, this trios match, right, should be absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible, but please, please, please. And again, this is me being a hypocrite because there are, there are already too many titles, but I'll take one more if it's this. It's like the Tony Khan wrestler problem. Oh, I've got too many wrestlers, but oh, they just fired Roman Reigns. Oh, I have to have him. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like that. There's too many titles. There's the ROH titles now, but I have to have this because I kind of wanted it since day one, effectively. Please introduce the Trios Championship soon if you're going to do it because at least it gives a reason for this feud to exist. Now, I know that... Um. There are several feuds and programs outside of the title picture in AEW. You can logically and convincingly create a grudge program about two people who just hate each other so much so that they will park their quest to pursue gold because they hate each other so much that they'd rather fight them than win something at that given time. Does it work in a trios thing, like a faction thing? Yes, it can, but not. it's easier to believe that two people hate each other than two groups. Uh, which is odd considering we live in an endless culture war, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. in, in wrestling booking, in the context of wrestling booking, it's kind of harder to do a trios and a faction rivalry, I think, than a one-on-one program. One-on-one wrestling has sold it since day one, and it's just still the thing that if you have the best five-on-five or trios feud of all time, and you have the best one-on-one singles match of all time, and they're both available on the same night for your... Viewing pleasure on pay-per-view, you're probably going to buy the one-on-one if yes. it's as good. It just, it's just the way it works. I, this program has not needed, I understand very well, that Phoenix's injury has prolonged it. And it this is, what's happening now is going to happen at Revolution. Yes. Guaranteed, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything will be much different. But the fact that they've waited around for Phoenix for so long just to do this, I'm thinking, is that the best idea? Could you not have had Pac do something awesome for two months? Like Pac being amazing. Um, could not have had Malachi Black do something awesome for two months instead of just dicking around, cocking hands, <laughs> waiting for Phoenix to come back, doing some shadowy vignettes, beating up Fuego del Sol. There's been some fun stuff within it, but like this has taken so much longer than it's needed to do. I don't think it's been worthy of this epic saga of a build. I'm desperate for it to happen because I know it's going to be great, and I'm sick of seeing it on television. This match is just the last building block or the second to last building block where Fuego del Sol is going to die. And he always dies hilariously and effectively to the point where the only are you like, <laughs> it's quite funny watching him get like his head kicked off. But also sympathetic, very good prelim guy. So this should be fine for what it is, but get to the goddamn bloody point already. One thing I don't like about the continued babyface, pack alongside Abrahenta's Phoenix and Pentagon. It just feels like a guy who's there to be in a storyline. It doesn't feel like it's remotely in his nature to wait around, to pal around with that goof yeah. Alex Abrahenta's or to come to the rescue. And don't do that to Fuego del Sol. What about Pac's character? Says anything that he would do this. 
I would like it to be some kind of angle tonight or next week where Fuego Del Sol's like fighting alongside Pac or no, and like I just want Pac to step over him. Go, I don't care about you. I just yeah. want to get to them. I don't. I hate the idea of Pac coming to the honor of people. That he barely knows. He's a miserable bastard. He's anti-social. Yep. This has been established as a dominant character trait of his for quite some time, to the point where, yeah, that's trying to go cool, but kind of what's he doing there? He's like a, just a miserable, lonely guy who hates everyone and everything. Like, Pete Dunn, but good. <laughs> um, as a character, because he's banter. is part yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so I'd like him to just step over for where he goes, have to say, don't care about him. Mm-hmm. I'm just sick of all this. I just want to get to you. Do you know what I think is going to happen? Do I think though? that yeah. um, the House of Black are going to win? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I agree completely with what you're saying, but I think what's going to happen is, yes, a massacre uh, for poor Evil Uno 10 and, and Fuego Del Sol. And then I sense, with the way things have been going, we're going to have, you know, Evil Uno and 10 are dispatched by uh, Brody King and, and, and uh, what's his official name? Buddy Matthews? Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Get, chuck them out of the ring. Fuego's just just dead. But I do love a bit where Alistair, now Malachi Black, raises someone's head up with his Yeah, it's awesome. Brings it up. He's going to kick his head off into the front row. And I think my prediction of what's going to happen is, unfortunately, a lights on, lights off, lights on again gimmick. And there's no Fuego. He's just disappeared. And instead, in his place, is Pac. And Pac kicks Malachi Black's head off instead. And they maybe some brawl with you can put Pear Pennant with Brody and and Ray with Buddy Matthews. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, just because, like, like I said, this is just a stepping stone to get to what is going to be a sensational uh, pay per view match. Yeah, it should be an absolutely unbelievable match. Doesn't need any emotion whatsoever. Like there'll be storytelling in it, but there doesn't need to be any real. Just this idea that your emotional investment is required in every storyline doesn't necessarily fit the characters or the, the conflict. Just let them. Bangers. They should have had about 10 by now. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. not everything needs to build, 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 build to the big match. I'd rather just see more matches out of this particular dynamic. Um, your idea, by the way, is incredibly stupid and goofy, but it would also be really awesome as yeah. well. Um, I, no, just get to the, just get to the point. Mm. Uh, sticking with the road to Dublin, I think we already know that uh, Hookhausen, really bad t-shirt. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen Val Venus's come. Dripping down a t-shirt. I think AJ Styles had a bit of a commie t-shirt in TNA as well. Uh, who had a cock? Was it? Um, <laughs> was it uh, the failure? Sin Cara. Maybe yeah. So it was one of those where it was like one thing after another, just disaster upon disaster. It was like a good running joke that they didn't tell. And he had a cock on his t-shirt. <laughs> well, anyway, um, Hot Cows and of course fighting on the uh, the buy-in of of Double or Nothing. One of these days, right? When I get a bet wrong, I will tell you, and I will tell the listeners, this is a bit of LTST I want okay. to drop here, right? The most pathetic, custom-made wrestling T-shirt that I went to, a, you know those print-your-own-shirts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's one of the Metro Center on Gate said. It was, like, for my wrestling character, which is a bit lame when you're in year eight. My, my Cardona's still doing it, so maybe <laughs> it's not that bad. But, like, yeah, I made myself a wrestling T-shirt... Two catchphrases, one on the front, one on the back. Of course. Right. Just on the subject of wrestling t-shirts, if I get something really big wrong, right, or just something where I have to say, you know what, I was totally wrong about this, 
I will drop the law of my oh, custom-made wrestling T-shirt. That's a hell of a tease. It's pathetic. <laughs> I'm telling you now, it's pathetic. Well, yeah, they're, uh, they're set to have a match on the, the buy-in for, for Double or Nothing. And tonight, they've just, as far as I'm aware... On the little image that they put up where it's like, here's the, you know, uh, Owen Hart Cup quarterfinal, here's the Blackpool Combat Club in action and all this other stuff. They've just written Hockhausen. Just, just yeah, I don't what is this? I don't know what it is, so I, I thought we'd just speculate on it. I, I, I sense it's probably not going to be them, them playing catch in the park, for example. <laughs> look, let's have a look at the, the secret details of the storyline. It's about chips. Chips. Wait a second. Wait a second. There's chips that they eat. Oh. What's the pay-per-view that they're on the buy-in for? Double or nothing. What is the general theme of double or nothing? Vegas, baby. What do you do in Vegas, you baby? You gamble, baby. How do you gamble? With you your chips, baby. They might do something like this. Yeah. I don't know what it is because it just says hook housing, so I've got no <laughs> freaking idea. <laughs> but maybe they're going to do some chips stuff. I like that. And I haven't got anything better. So, yeah, I, I was just going to say... Something crisper related, but now, yeah, using the American chips. Chips, double meaning. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I really like that. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, let's get on to something that I'm sure you're far more passionate about, uh, and that is the Blackpool Combat Club. Now, uh, to a certain extent, this has been spoiled by the news of that weird sort of freak injury slash, I think, was it Alvarez or Meltzer said it might have been a work with, with, with Danielson, someone like that said I it. I think it's something that's legit gone badly wrong, but they are so clever that Kingston and Danielson have improvised yes. this deal where, because the thread was established that they've never liked each other, they've had a match based on the fact that well, it was a tournament match, but they didn't like each other because it's wrestling to build it. And they did this thing where, oh, can they coexist? Um in a way that actually makes sense for once. But in order to further that and to sort of make it look a little bit in character for the benefit of those watching and everything gets filmed on mobiles, cellular phones, um, yeah. they pretended that Danielson was trying to... Danielson resented the fact that Kingston was trying yeah. to help. Like, I don't need your help, that sort of thing. So I think they worked a nice little storyline detail um, just to keep it all a little bit believable. Which is yeah. really good of them. Absolutely. But, we, yeah, we know he suffered this weird injury uh, following on from this match. But, uh, well, I don't sense it really spoils the result considering the direction that we're, sp we're heading in with, uh, with the Jericho Appreciation Society. But tonight it is John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus Matt Seidel and Dante Martin, uh, the highest of high flyers, um, who are going to get probably brought down to earth with a bit of a bump by Moxley and Danielson, you would suspect. Yes, absolutely. And this should be stylistically very nice. I do have a uh, non-spoiler quality indication, so oh, I'm not going to tell you the result. This comes from loyal mega fan, Philip Guardiano. I'm sorry if I might have butchered that name. Uh, how would you pronounce that? Philip Guardiano. Huh? <laughs> Who tells me that um, that there's what's not to love about House of Black versus um, Fuego Ten? Um, the word "eh" was used about another match on the show, uh -oh. and crowd was tired for Mox Bryan versus Dante Martin, Matt Seidel, but quote electric 
by the end. Yes. Um, Tony Khan has tweeted, this one's not to miss. Now, of course, he's a wrestling promoter. <laughs> he could turn around and say, we've got a new match on Dynamite. Uh, Luther versus... Uh, Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Don't miss this one. It's going to be awesome. Like It's a bit of that with Tony Khan. But... Was, it, was it Hager and... Oh, Moxley. Oh, oh Moxley, my God. Yeah, oh, my... Don't, please don't remind me of this, man. <laughs> I was clinging on to any kind of escapism during working from home during the... Dark times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't know when this is going to re- ever end, if ever. Oh, at least we've got the best arena match of all t- empty arena match of all time coming up, and then I'm watching it. This is made. <laughs> can't possibly not be made. Um, but thanks, Philip, genuinely, for that. Um, this match apparently gets electrifying by the end. And I kind of, on a perverse level, think those kind of matches, they do something more to me. I think they're more impressive than, like, the hot dynamite opener, like someone like a Cole versus Dax, for example, where you've got... Everyone's buzzing about dynamite. They're not too tired. They've only had an hour of elevation, so they're going to be up for it, and you usually get a reason to come up for it as well. I get so impressed. It was a similar thing with Mox and Yuta. The fact that it was taped deep into the night. Oh, yeah. There's something special about the ability to get that crowd, that exhausted, that kind of ready to get home, go home, up for a wrestling match on Rampage. So I'm really looking forward to this on that basis. So my advice, if in fact Philip's not talking absolute bollocks, <laughs> is um, watch out for that and stick with it till the end because I love that that transformation where they're watching something so awesome or so very good or so cool that they just, in spite of how physically tired they yeah. are, they get up. Not sure who's going to win. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to stick my neck out. I'm going to go Mox and Daniel. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. <laughs> but no, like... Watching Danielson in a similar way to Kylan Ray Phoenix, just summoning him with his technical prowess from the air and into his sort of Venus fly trap should be great. What, this sort of match might even get an extra dimension mm. out of Dante Martin because, as we know, Brian Danielson is the foremost violent administrator, administer of violence or whatever. Watching him just pound Dante Martin with forearms right in the face and I haven't seen much fire out of Dante Martin. I've seen mm. some wonderful, like, impossible athletic stuff, but Danielson's really great at coaxing fire, emotion, spirit out of wrestlers, and we might get some of that with Dante tonight. On the uh, Wilborn impossible move uh, suggestion. Always. Uh, we all know, uh, what was his name? Evan Bourne. Got, was in this match. Yeah, where he got hit with a, an RKO from, a, was it Shooting Star Press he was going for? Yeah. Shooting Star. Shooting Star into an RKO. What about a shooting star into a death rider? Don't know how you do it, but uh, there you go. There's an idea for you. Please don't try and kill each other too much. You'd have to get on his, f- like, you'd have to do, like, a, a flip Rotate, thing. Then, then look like you're about to land on your feet, but then it'd have get to, caught it'd have, and get, put your head down. It'd have to be the second he lands on his feet, hook bang. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible, but, you know, that's not my problem. Or, or, he could, right... Mox is lying down. You think, oh my God, the baby faces have got a chance here. Mox is lying down. He's prone. He's vulnerable. Matt Seidel goes up top. Who am I? Shooting star press. The second he's about to rotate, but I can do in the face. Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right, um, before we move on, uh, I want to talk about, you mentioned mid there, and uh, I want to talk about the guy who invented that phrase on Maxwell Jacob Friedman, because he responded to a tweet of yours. He uh, did. You tweeted, not a single week of the MJF Wardlow program has dragged, underwhelmed, or not made me desperate to see the match. Can't remember the last feud where every single second was as hot as this. I'll give you a clue. It was the, the last MJF feud with CM Punk. There was two matches, right? QT Marshall and Lee Moriarty just jump out to me. Oh, yeah. It's like, because MJF was commentating on at least one of them. I think it was a Moriarty one. And um, so it does count as a chapter in this feud, right? Yeah. And it really wasn't good. It was decent, but it lacked. You saw that match graphic, and you just got, like, fired up in the match. Uh, wasn't that great? Everything else in the feud, virtually, was amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, instantly classic seminal stuff. But I'm saying, like, so there's a few people, oh, what about this? Right. I'm saying that if one program was a 9.8 on the pitchfork yes. scale out of 10, this is a 10, there's nothing wrong with it. At all. There might literally be one logic gap just before Revolution. So maybe it's a 9.99999. But it's just the best, like yeah. the best thing. I still, on an emotional level, prefer a mage. Uh, I was going to say, you're an Omega Page guy. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a punk MJF guy. That's my favorite yeah. few. But even Omega Page had this, the odd moment where it was like, ah, oh, that tag team title match wasn't as good as it could have been. <laughs> yeah. This has legitimately been perfection. Uh, but MJF responded to this. Uh, every feud I'm in, because I'm the best and it's real. Don't tell anyone, though. They'll say I don't deserve to be compensated for it. Excellent. Yeah, it's just... The thing is, is he's not lying. The guy's incredible in the ring. He's incredible on the microphone. But what people, for the longest time, haven't grasped, and it's because there was so little evidence for them to cling on to that this should be a thing, because the WWE have monopolized, is that angles, storyline investment... Week to week. I'm going to put it out there, right? Obviously, the ratings aren't what they are. 
literally everything MGF does in AEW through the stipulations, the conditions for matches, the heat angles, all this wonderful stuff that he studied wrestling history, he's put his own spin on. Week to week, how is this going to happen? How is he going to stop Wardlow from doing this? Or how is he going to piss off CM Punk, who's really, like, sort of carefree and just happy to be back? Like, how are they going to make the fact that he's turned on Cody, just do the match? How are they going to prolong that for three weeks? All through this, 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 and this. Not since the days of the Austin versus McMahon feud have I been on the hook for what happens next, what happens next, what happens next, what happens next. MJF has brought back the literally the very best component of the Attitude Era, paying money. Pay the man, indeed. Uh, right, let's return to, to Rampage. Just wanted to mention that because I thought I was very excited to see two two of my best friends interacting with each other on uh, on Twitter. Uh, there's an Owen Hart Cup quarterfinal tonight. Uh, what a substitute Chris Statlander is, by the way, against Red Velvet. A lot of uh, history these two have got as well. And uh, fingers crossed for a match to see who faces Ruby Soho, I believe, in the semifinals. Yeah, I think it's going to be Chris Statlander. Uh, I just do. I prefer that match. I think Red Velvet's got a lot of potential, but again, it's that... Hell of an addition to the baddies. What a transformation Yeah, yeah absolutely. This is a, it, it gives a, the chance to display more character range, more growth. Um I really like her in the ring, even though, like, she's a little bit... At least she's reckless for her own safety and not that of <laughs> yes. her opponent. Yes. But she's still got a long ways to go. This is a way to sort of keep her relevant, show a different side to herself, you, like, becoming a more diverse performer. Can't help you at all. But for now, it's got to be Statlander. It absolutely has to be Statlander. Um, this is the match I've been told is there. And I, what, I can see it coming from a mile away. Middle of the show... Hard ad break, like just well in the middle, where a lot of the stuff that they do, they can't because they've got three solid minutes of ads. Not picture in picture. It's always more often than not the women's match on Rampage. Yeah. Um, in front of a performer who we criticize a- a WWE for this all the time. We should do the exact same thing with AEW. Yep. It's like Zia Lee, right? Is there legitimately any real diff? We give WWE pelters because it's not just Zia Lee, it's 98% of the roster. <laughs> yeah. But is there a, an appreciable difference between what WWE have done with Zia Lee and what AEW have done with Chris Statlander? And what I mean by that is Chris Statlander has this feud with Layla Hirsch, which she wins? I can't remember. Yeah, I think, yeah. On she balance, win it in the end. Just yeah. about, yeah. So she has this character reinvention, which usually is a cue for, right, okay, new gear, new character shift, Right, okay, that's a hint from a book of we're going to do something with this talent. Pay attention. Now, WWE's done this for so long and they're not followed through that you just, lots of people have given up. Shrug your shoulders and move on. Yeah. yeah. They've done it with Statlander, and that's not good. Character shift, attire change, which reflects change of mentality. The general gist is I'm not going to be a goofy alien, I'm going to be a more serious proposition, then disappears and only returns when they've realized oh, there's a visa issue with Hikaru Shida. What were they going to do mm. with her, if anything? It just feels a bit wonky. So the crowd, realistically, are not going to react because they've been conditioned to think, oh, am I meant to invest in this person or not? I'm confused, so I'm not going to. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I agree. I think Statlander wins as well. And as we are away from double or nothing, who do you think wins the uh, women's Owens Heart uh, Cup Foundation? 
Oh, and Art Cop, I'll just call it for, this, for the time being. I, I feel like Tony Storm, Statlander may be final, or, or what do you think? Quietly right. They've always got this habit of making you pause when you're just about to go, right, gloves are off, or, you know, studs are up. Yes. I'm going to go in two-footed on this because I'm sick of it, and I care enough to be sick of it. Then you think, oh, actually, hang on, look at these semifinals. I could buy both. Tony Storm, Chris Statlander has got the potential to be a... Storm versus Hater style, physical impactful, two really powerful women throwing bombs at each other. That would be really cool. And there's a reason to really push Tony Storm because she's a star and it's time this division builds stars at the exact same time. Britt Baker yes. feels like she must be on a pay-per-view or it's weird not to have her on a pay-per-view. And she's they've told a story throughout Ruby Soho's entire tenure with AEW that Baker's been in her way. She's beat her once. She's always sort of been connected loosely to her in so many backstage segments and feuds involving just various people. Like, they've always had that thread of Soho versus Bray Baker. It's going to happen again at some point. So I can see either final taking place, actually. I agree. Um... Right, let's talk Scorpio Sky, TNT yeah. champion, except he hasn't gotten a build right now because of what happened in last week's last week's rampage with the uh, f- uh, follow up to, well, the fallout, I should say, from the uh, title match with Kazarian and the shenanigans with the men of the year, and then Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti being baby faces again. We we rant about this on a weekly basis, but tonight we are told Scorpio Sky is going to demand the TNT title back. So <laughs> I hate to say this. I get the feeling he's going to get it back, and they're going to go, we've jizzed on that. Yeah, there's come on that. There's come on that belt. You know, we've got LTST of come. Uh, they are probably going to lean into that, you know. Like, oh, do I, do I want this back? Have you come on it again? When you had your hot sex again. Please. What are we getting at the pape? Are we getting the page fans that match? Page fans that just disappeared off the face of the face. So, so the, the only reason I say that, I was looking on Squared Circle this morning. There's some great footage of her from TikTok, I think, or some video somewhere of her training uh, and hitting slams and you know, elbows and what have you. Oh, God. Um, at this point, right, can you remember there was a big furore about Baker and uh, Big Swole? And people thought, you know what? This feud has genuinely been really fun. Put it on the pay-per-view and not the buy-in. I was campaigning for it. Yeah, yeah. it's your fault, mate. Yeah. So so there was that, right? And there was also um, Silver Cassidy at Full Gear 2020, which is the next pay-per-view, that was going to be on the buy-in as well. Then they realized, you know what? Silver has got such a connection. He was at his BTE best. Yes. God damn it. Put him on the main show. He's earned it. The reverse should be absolutely true of this, right? We were building this for... It's not really the fault of the performers, because it's Tony Khan's fault, ultimately. We've been building this. It's sucked. It's awful. Put it on a Dynamite or a Rampage. Now, I know the implication is that's not good enough for the pay-per-view, so it's a bit harder. It's a harder sell. But at the same time, look, some people in the audience like this, and I, I don't know. I, just, I, I personally don't want to see it, so just do what I want. Yeah, I agree. I, I could completely understand. But it's not as if it's been announced, you know what I mean? They haven't announced it's no. happening. So if it wasn't the plans, just... Say, right, okay, this hasn't earned the pay-per-view at all. If they'd announced it and then said, oh, we'll put on Dynamite instead, that's bad because it makes you think that Dynamite's a lesser thing. Obviously, yes. it is because you don't pay for it, but you don't say it out loud. Exactly. But they've not announced it, so don't put it on the pay-per-view because it doesn't deserve the spot. Merit's a sign that says, who am I supposed to cheer for? Yeah. 
So, do you think he gets the title back tonight? I don't care. We've come on it. Skip. I'm <laughs> looking forward to this on Monday. Uh, finally, one thing I am really looking forward to tonight is Sean Spears versus a giant. <laughs> like, he's obviously, what, days away from facing Wardlow in that steel cage. You just pinned Wardlow on Dynamite with a little bit of help from MJF, I think it's fair to say. Um, so, yeah, this isn't going to be, you would assume, that much of a warm-up match for Sean Spears because he's a Weasley little git and he's one of the best at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how do, I know who it is. Oh, okay. I know who it is. Stumbled across it. So I don't want to give any indicate. I don't even want to say, oh, it would be cool if it was this guy, but it isn't because people might be looking forward to this guy. I don't think anyone cares that much if I'm being perfectly honest. All I'm going to say is that... No matter if it's just some guy they've found in like an indie that no one's really heard of and he's massive, the storytelling would have to be that Sean Spears gets frightened by whoever it is but has to win, otherwise he'd never take him seriously beating Wardlow. But skip 30 seconds of the most vague thing if you give a toss. Given who it is, I'd expect Sean Spears to do quite a bit of selling in a short amount of time before... Pulling one out of the bag. A bit like he did with Bear Boulder last week. Yes. He was getting his arse handed to him, and then he went for the eyes. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It's either that I don't know who it is, so I, I'm just going to speculate that it would also be very funny if they just got the like, most skinny... I'm thinking Colin Delaney, basically, in my head, of like, and he'd be like, whoa, this is basically the same as Wardlow. If I can beat this guy, I mean, I've got to walk in the park on Wednesday. Like comedy spots where he's like trying to do a body slam, like Hogan <laughs> and Andre. He's like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, look, um, it's going to be, this is not going to be something we sit there and tro- stroke our chins about and analyse in too much detail on Monday. But I sense, as with a lot of stuff with Sean Spears over the last few months in reality, this is just going to be a load of banter, and it's just a stepping stone towards the, the, the what well, to the paper, and of course to to the match, the steel cage match next week. A fun excuse to see his incorrigible dickhead smug face, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. Also, a high spot where Sean Spears reveals he's scared of heights just before he fights in a steel cage. Yes, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Uh, but yes, let us know your thoughts ahead of. Hang on, this rampage, baby. Rampage on Twitter. <laughs> what culture WWE. Thanks once again to Jake, 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 Jake for that one. Uh, you can also follow both of us on Twitter. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at um, Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, the SmackDown preview is available right now. Wrestle Culture is coming your way a little bit later on today. And then me and Sid will be back on Monday to review both Rampage and SmackDown. But for now, this has been the Rampage Baby preview. My thanks to Sid. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 